from home, I'll buy envelope. So in morning, like the Sunday morning, you've seen packing everybody's Saturday night, rather. You've seen packing everybody's offering. I'll put Chris Nara, Jessica. <laughs> you know, write their names, you know, very lightly, shall we, pencil, yeah. so that you, they can clean it off before giving the offering. But yeah, I would do that. And then Sunday morning, I'm sharing people's offerings and things like that. So, and I had a book where I would calculate and track. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 20-somethings Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes, self-acclaimed spokesperson for 20s. Here on the podcast, we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings. From the good, to the bad, to the wins, the ups, the downs, and everything in between without discrimination, judgment, or prejudice. With a goal to build a community of 20-somethings who are empowered, to be their best selves, live their best lives, blossom while staying connected and learning from one another. If this is your first time here, welcome. And to returning listeners, welcome back. So let's delve right in. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of 20 Something Run podcast and as always i'm your host jessica fortunes because who else is gonna be here if it's not me won't you wonder where what's happening <laughs> who is that well yeah it's all good because it's me i hope that you're doing good i hope you're having a good day chill day life is really really good and if not um it gets better yes that's what motivational speakers told me this morning so it's like it gets better yeah so and i hope that listening to this just bring some kind of bubble into your life. I know that's going to be interesting because who I'm speaking to today, I know her personally. <laughs> so me, I know that her life is interesting. All the experiences that she has is just so interesting. And so you just, I'm sure that this is going to spice up your day. So without any too much talking, allow me to introduce to you Onine. No, no, I think you want me to pronounce it for Onine Chi, right? Yeah. Anyone. Oh, you don't mind? I don't mind. Oh, yay. <laughs> Hi, Jessica. Hi. It's been a minute. It has. When was the last time we, we met? We saw, actually. Hmm. It's, it's been a while. When, when, when? No, no, it was just 2021. <laughs> oh, no, no. 2021 is like, what? Oh, my God. This is 2023. So that's like yeah. a year and. Yes. Ah, oh, it's been a minute. Oh, nice <laughs> to meet you. What's that? Nice to see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've been chatting now. We always yes, have to we chat. have. Thank God for technology. So yeah, whoever did that fun thingy. I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> Funny enough, it's also true social media we met, you know. Yes. Yeah. Actually, social yeah, media. That was how we met. Anna. We met on the gram story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a long story to actually get into, but it was good. And then to think that we've actually kept the relationship up until this moment and amazing yes not a lot of people can do that no no a lot of people can't do it <laughs> and also the fact that <laughs> and also the fact that oh my god this just reminded me of the fact that i missed your wedding i'm so sorry i blame work and i blame school it was like two of them back to back just would not give me britain space and it was like come on how's i missing the wedding of the year <laughs> a wedding in abuja guys <laughs> have met the love of my life like that I'm never like that's why I wanted to come the most it was like I could just meet the next appearance but life happened and it's okay it's okay it's sad but you're looking good so I guess <laughs> married life is treating you good so tell me I mean it. I guess you can say that um hmm what can I say <laughs> What can you say when it's just been how many months? I know, right? I, I mean I guess I'm still a newbie but um it's been fun um I think 
Some people say, eh, you're still in the, you know, honeymoon phase. I, I don't like when people say that because I feel like, you know, you're just doom and gloom. Yeah. Kind of vibe. But I think it's been fun. It's like, you know, living in the same house with your best friend. And I mean, I think we just try to make each other happy. So during marriage counseling, a lot of things that you hear, is, you know, it's not you against him or him against her. It's really two of you against the world. The world yeah. So we try to do that thing where, you know, even, I mean, obviously it's not perfect. I'm not perfect, you know. But we're two people that want perfect for each other. So even in times when you feel like, oh, I'm so upset about this, it's, at the end of the day, it's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's this thing that I always say when I'm upset or he's upset, I'm just like, last, last, it's still us together, Sha. So <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Yeah, let's go for ice cream, <laughs> you know, or let's go for, you know, a drive or something. But then that just lightens the mood. Um, so I think so far it's been it's been great, um, being able to enjoy each other's company and yeah, I, I can't wait for what the future holds. I'm sure there'll be a different dimension once we start having kids. Yeah. But then at this time when it's just us, it's honestly for our vibes. Mm. I'm not even joking. Like <laughs> you know we don't have those. Oh you you you, you must do. Or I I don't want to get dragged. Yeah. <laughs> All those roles of you know gender roles. You must do this. You must do that and things like that. We we're, we're just there for each other, making sure that we're happy, we're comfortable. You know, I'm pushing to um, pushing forward towards our dreams. Yeah, and I mean that's what was important to us. And yes, we and we do understand that you know once children come, we have to you know push things aside or you know re strategize and all of that. But in the meantime, we're living in the moment, enjoying ourselves, and yeah, I I love it. I love the sound <laughs> of that. And you know, you just reminded me of that time where you traveled and you said something about. Um, you guys traveling together and you didn't want, was it you didn't take pictures or you didn't post pictures because you didn't want people to see or something. But now you can't really do that. It's like, there's no hiding no more. It's like, when you become married, it's like, boom, boom. Like, that's it. That's my husband. Well, it was it. just, you know, at that time, I just felt like, there's this thing of, you know how when people, maybe Valentine's Day, and then there are people that are saying, oh, single lives matter too. It's too much. <laughs> They're showing off too much. And so in that instance, it just really was, it wasn't about hiding the person. Because I feel like, nothing I feel like, every single person around me, yeah. you know, knew about our relationship and all of that. But it was just a, a, a case of, you know, I'm not trying to show that I'm better than you in any way or mm. anything, you know. It's just... I found love and I'm enjoying that love. And really sometimes while there's a place for always ensuring that you have memories, those memories don't always have to be shared. That's one. Mm, and true. then second, there's sometimes where you just want to bask in that memory and then taking pictures and videos may just take away from. So then, yeah, now you're not focused on, am I smiling well enough? Am I sitting up properly? Am I, yeah. you know, is my stomach sucked in? You know, and things like that. Is the lighting good? Oh, now, you know, let's bring a ring light <laughs> instead of just enjoying that moment. And so a lot of things that we did um, then was just enjoying moments and, and what we even still do till now. So now it's like, I'm now on the extreme. So now I have to be conscious. Like we actually have to document these memories, especially yeah. now that it's just two of us and we have all the time in the world, you know, to enjoy each other's presence and company I'm all for it because I'm like I'm looking at pictures and I'm liking and I'm like girl give me let me live through you please you know it's really yeah. beautiful to see and you're, glo you're glowing I mean I think they say there's a there's a glow that comes with a married, married life and I can see it on you sis wow you're glowing <laughs> you're glowing and it's good to see so let's talk about the wedding part uh -uh. wedding in Abuja Abuja the bush. <laughs> That's how they call it, right? Bush. Yeah. yeah? Bush. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. Um, hmm. 
<laughs> Where do I even begin? So I think first of all, I didn't necessarily start last year thinking I was going to end the year married. Mm, really? So I mean that things that kind of puts some things in context. That wedding planning did not start, uh, you know, extremely like oh I'm going to get married this year. So extremely early, so to speak. I didn't start late. Um, guessing my wasn't an afterthought. Um, but then so when we decided, that, okay, you know what, you know we're doing this and we're planning the wedding. Uh, we started planning and then at some point things got really busy at work so there were so many moving pieces and, and working did a lot more of my attention right in the, in the thick of it of planning the wedding but I think it was very helpful that I had very supportive friends and my parents my mom and my mom's friends <laughs> you know they're like the real OGs we used to have meetings in my house every weekend wow like my mom's friends would come to the house every weekend would chill would eat and they were talking okay Ketra check this one check okay how far this person are you still on okay no then not check like <laughs> it was fun because then those weekend meetings were really what put everything together mm. um, and it was in a very relaxed you know environment and it made me see that there's some people already on top of so many things I also had a wedding planner. Mm. Didn't have a great experience. Oh, you know. So, so the the truth is, the reason why I don't drag this wedding planner, and I'm not in a hurry to you know spoil her brand or say her name, is because I truly believe in her work and you know her team. I truly believe in the potential they have. I've seen them plan weddings before, so I just keep saying. You know, maybe it was just wrong timing because I know there were like there were some issues. She fell ill at some point. Her child, like so many, I won't say excuses. But so many things kept on happening in between that period yeah. that made her, to my knowledge or the way I see it from my perspective rather, that made her not top notch. You know, mm. or, or the the value I expected to get from her, and it really upset me so many times. You know, but then yeah, so I think I was able to find the grace to forgive her, which was hard. I actually had to pray about it oh. to, to forgive her. I felt like it's my wedding, and you've messed it. Well, it wasn't a mess up, but you know there were things that that, that went wrong that nobody would know that it went wrong. You know, everybody because they did not know what to expect. You understand? Yeah. But I, who was behind the scenes and apparently I knew how everything should have panned out. Yeah. And I can only imagine if my because I told my mom's friends that oh I'm getting a wedding planner. I want everybody to sit back and enjoy. Mm. Don't be part of the planning. I'm so glad they didn't listen to me because it would have been a disaster. Oh, okay. you know. So mom I'm is no so, better. Do you understand? I'm so happy that they didn't listen to me and they were still on top of everything because on that day when you know the wedding planner was dropping the balls, they were quickly picking, picking it up. up. There's some that. I didn't even know till after when I was hearing the gist and I'm like, you mean what? <laughs> you know, so I mean, I, I feel like I'm just still extending grace and that part of being a Christian is just, because I had friends who were like, no, we're going to drag her. In fact, let's do a review, do sponsored posts. Do TikTok. Do you understand? And drag her. But I just thought, I, I feel like life just happened. You know, yeah. If it gets to her, I just felt like I didn't want to be, I'm also a business owner and I just didn't want to be, you know, create downfall because I truly believe. So it wasn't a case of, you know, sheep scamming me or something. I truly believe in her work. But uh, no, it was, I was so pissed. In fact, I think at some point she just like, avoiding me. I was so angry because even on the day, I, I just, I told her, it's okay, just be going. <laughs> wow, she didn't stay for the wedding no she stayed but so so they did this thing where they give you a gift mm, okay um at the wedding and they sent somebody to present the gift to me and i was like i don't want it because i'm really upset with you people you know i'm upset and nobody's talking about how you've dropped the ball you're just more focused on giving excuses and now you come to give me a gift to pretend like everything is okay yeah. that's not right that's not okay 
you know. So, and I, I mean, I was surprised I did that. I, I normally would have just said, you know, whatever. But I was really upset because I expected a lot more. Yeah, and it's your wedding. Do you understand? It's your wedding day. Come on. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy that people still had fun. I'm happy that the things that I'm now complaining about are things that people, nobody noticed. Mm. You know, only those who were like head on, full on involved in the planning, you know, knew that they were supposed to do this and they didn't do this. So we had to do this. So that really helped. And that was like very, but yeah. Was I a bridezilla? I don't know. <laughs> I think but you were. I, I mean, I just, I don't think so. Because I don't think I even had the time to be initially. Because like I said, work was, you know, getting very yeah. intense. But then I think on that day, I really did not want to be late. So I was like, okay, if you're not ready, like, this is time for pictures. You're not ready for pictures. We'll take pictures of people that are ready. Like, I'm not even with, And then photographer was just taking a sweet time. And then I had a content creator of my wedding. I'm yeah. so glad I did. So she was able to do a lot of reels and all of that for me. And then it's like, everybody still wants, no, let's do this style. Let's do this. I'm just like, there's no time, guys. <laughs> next, you know, next on <laughs> How the many list. How outfits? Do you understand? So, but yeah, it was, it was fun. I liked it. Um... I've also decided that I'll probably be doing one maybe every 10 years. Oh! <laughs> yeah, because I think the idea that you only get married once. once. Do you understand? Come on, it's a lifelong thing. Why? Doing in between, in between, renewal, vow, anniversary, celebration. So Let's just keep doing this thing. I'm excited, though, like every 10 years. Because it's such a beautiful time to wear the gown. A full-blow wedding, like proper, I will wear gown, I will wear reception dress. I'm sure I'm your mom is party. ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, oh you. my God. You know, growing up, mommy always used to tell me that on my wedding day, no, they won't know who is the bride. Mm-mm. You know, and she was not joking. You <laughs> <laughs> had dresses, her outfits. Oh my god, they were so top notch, and I'm so grateful that I have her. Like she made all my outfits. Mm-hmm. I can't even. You know, truly, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think I have the words. You know, she and her friends. It wasn't even just her. Like her friends. It was a, it's our wedding. You yeah. Know that, you know, they, they even want me to stress. Even when I say, ah, this is wedding planner, this is, they're just like, forget about that one, Joe. What are we here for, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was lovely to see. It was really lovely to see. I, I think that, that everybody had fun. Was, I think that's one thing that people who probably stay abroad and people who live in Nigeria complain about. Yes. It's like, that yeah, community. That community, yeah. they don't have it. And it's mm-hmm. great to see. And it was also mean that your mom has been doing it for other people, other women. Because I think that's something, there's this meeting my mommy belongs to. <laughs> like group of women mm-hmm. and every time somebody's doing something it's basically like it might be one person's child but every one of them is involved so that's yeah. like I think that's also another Nigerian culture that's actually very beautiful to see and I think that Lagos event planners will probably be saying eh it's not only us so Abuja people to fuck up so this is probably a Lagos event I planner know, right? thinking in the end that eh Abuja people to fuck up but I'm glad that you had a good day and how many outfits did you wear by the way? Hmm. Okay for my traditional wedding let me see one two three four Mm-mm. How else will you know that our mother is a fashion designer? <laughs> <laughs> then for my wife's wedding, it was also four. Yeah. Wow. There, there was one that was just like, it was like I went for like two minutes. There <laughs> <laughs> was no time. I had to wear all the dresses. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm trying to picture it. One for the wedding. Actually, yeah. the white wedding. So I had, uh, so hmm, backstory <laughs> for the wedding dress. My mom made the first one and I tried it on and she's like, mm, it's not giving. Uh, your and mommy thought, knows what he's giving them. And, she, and I, I thought, oh, she was like, hmm. I said, hey, what's wrong? I don't mind. I'm, I'm actually, my style is actually very simple and I'm not very picky. So I was like, I don't mind. She said, no, you, no, no, no. I was like, okay, maybe we can add. She's like, no, no, no. Then like two days, they bring a new one. I'm like, ah, uh-uh. ah. So, <laughs> so I had, I even had dresses 
that I did not wear. Wow. Shookers, <laughs> like, so it was, it was, it was interesting. So I had just, I did not wear, I ended up wearing them for other events. So Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we did this other, like, small things, like, to thank people, people who had helped, like, family that had helped us and all of that. So I had a lot of, I, I, still, I feel like I still have, like, two, I've not worn. Maybe birthday photo shoot or something <laughs> because they can't they can't waste you they know waste at all. But yes, like you said, how else would you know? My mother, my mother makes clothes. She she puts her all into it, and I don't know how she pulled it off. To be honest, because this my wedding was in December. December is peak period. Yeah, yeah. November true. December is peak period. It's her, her daughter. I'm sure she wore the whole. You know, when I was so a lot of her customers that came, she made she their made clothes. the outfits. Exactly. Wow. So she made the outfits, made all my plenty outfits. I think she ended up making over like 15 outfits for me. I, I, I wasn't even able to wear all. Wow. She made her outfits, my sister's outfit. at um, Kudos. Thank you. Like, kudos, mom. <laughs> kudos, mom. You, you did the work. You came ah, through. I know. Right? Like, that's actually... Girl, I think I've said beautiful how many times at this point. <laughs> but it's beautiful to see. And mm-hmm. I, I was looking at pictures and the events. You were looking... Divine, like divine <laughs> from the white dress to the, I think there was one red or green, and then you were adult in the <laughs> traditional. I'm like, give them. And also, your friends in the picture. I think that's another thing with weddings. You need your friends at your backboard mm-hmm. to you know, hype you to make sure that even though whatever is happening, mm-hmm. you need your friends and your people hyping you. And it seems like you definitely, definitely had that. Oh, again, I missed, <laughs> I missed Jessica. Life was one, Jessica, zero. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was a good one. But you also mentioned the fact that you weren't expecting to get wedded or married. No, so not expecting. I just had not like put this in my plan. Like, okay, well, this is the year. It's going. I to thought be people gone. used to know when they get proposed to. I didn't know when I was going to get proposed to. Mm. But we knew like we were going to get married. Do you understand? Like we had dated long enough. We knew that okay, this is like we've gotten to the stage where yes, we want to spend life together, together with each other. You know, my my mom already knew him like since forever, you know, my, he had done that official meeting with my dad. Not introduction, but just, you know, my, meeting my dad, them just in, okay, I like and all of that. So I want to get married to her. Then random meetups where they would just, you know, just watch football. So we already had met his mom. Yeah, so all of those things were already there. And then, so this, the, <laughs> the proposal, I did not know when it was going to come. I, but then, yeah, so it wasn't that shocking that, oh my God, you want to marry me? Did you cry? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, you know, it wasn't just shocking. It wasn't like, you want. To, I mean, I was supposed to, who else will you marry? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, it wasn't, what else it wasn't say shocking, but I did not know the day it happened. I didn't know. Yeah. And I think what was even, what was so much more surprising was my sister was there and I had left, so I had left the house. My sister was in the house. Like sleep, she was all sleepy, you know, dressed like she's not going anywhere. And then I get to the venue and she's there. As in the proposal <laughs> happens, that she comes out from somewhere properly dressed, made up. I'm like, ah, ah, even if you left the house after I left the house, how? How did this happen? <laughs> you know? Oh my god. How did this happen? But it was fun. Cause I mean afterwards we after the proposal, we had like a small reception where my friends were there, we ate, we just stayed. You know, so that was that was really nice. It feels like you're living the dream life, like the dream life of mm. every girl. You know, get married, you have a business. <laughs> yeah, don't you feel that way? <laughs> <laughs> Do I feel that way? No, because I mean, I get what you mean. And then when I sit back to think of my life, and I'm thank- thankful for my life, right? So, like at the end of the year last year, when I sat back to think about, it, I just thought, oh wow, you know, God has been good and kind to me, you know. 
But then on a day to day, when you're in the thick of it, it doesn't really look that way, especially with regards, with regards to like building your own business in Nigeria. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't always look like, oh, I'm living the dream. <laughs> you know, I heard this person who once said that if you're just starting out in building a business and you're enjoying it, you're doing something wrong. Because you're, you're literally just in the... So like, I don't know if that's like suffer hustle mentality, but, you know, it's just, yeah. So it's not always rosy, as everybody already knows, I guess. But you, I when, feel like when, you're allowed to enjoy your honeymoon and your oh no, wedding and your, all of that. Though. Oh no, 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 no. Speakers start with the whole. I, I, did, I went completely off for the wedding and the honeymoon. And we had a very... Lovely honeymoon. We took our time. <laughs> Tell us about that. Don't just go. We had a honeymoon. Okay, so I mean, yes, we did. We did go for our honeymoon. We went to Singapore. Mm. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> she's living the dream, guys. That's she's the living guy. the dream. <laughs> so, but and it was it was really nice. I think the like the highlights of my trip. I mean, aside obviously traveling with the love of my life, was we met this Nigerian couple. God win. <laughs> I can't help it. God, went. God, am I a toothpick? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay, God. No, was, we met this Nigerian couple. They were also there. They had been married for, I think, three to four years before us. But they were all, like, for me, you could still see that what people would call honeymoon phase in quotes, mm. in the way they relate with each other and, you know, their vibe and everything. And it made me really glad and it made me feel like there are happy marriages as far as, you know, um, yeah, the media is filled with so many sad stories and all of that. But then there are happy marriages to look up to yep. too. And I don't think it was a coincidence that we met them on that trip. I, mm. I feel like it was just an example to say that, you know what, mine is going to be one of those happy marriages. Mm. It's not going to be those, eh, after one year, you people will start fighting me every time. Mm. Eh, one year is the most difficult part. Okay, wait until children come now. <laughs> but all of those everywhere. Things, you know, and, and I mean, I get it. Marriage is hard. Dealing with each other can be hard and all of that. But there are people who are enjoying this and they're not even faking this. Like, yeah. there are people who, who, they're not even on social media, but they're truly enjoying their marriage. So they yeah. really have nothing to prove to anybody but to enjoy. So it's meeting those people and seeing it's players even the little things like the little ways that they just speak to each other and everything I was like you know what I hear it today decide that my own will be one of the happy ones amen <laughs> you know yeah so I think that that was the highlight of my trip I mean and then, and then we met them and then we started going on together also for most of our tourist engagements together it was really nice what Singapore lovely. like beautiful very beautiful extremely clean wow yeah um, I heard that part yeah too. very beautiful clean um, they 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 don't speak English apparently, but then they also now speak English because it has become like a very serious tourist center. Mm. So you you would be able to you know find your way around. It was nice, quite. It can be expensive, so it's the, it can be expensive. <laughs> like it's not expensive. No, so, so it can be expensive if you want to. So I tell people that when you're traveling, right, what really is the focus? Are you going to shop, mm. or are you going to just explore? You know, and just engage in the culture. Yeah. So I can't when I travel somewhere, I want to try street. I remember when I went to Kotonou, yes. I want to try street food. I'm not looking for fine dining. You know, I really want to explore the culture. So in that sense, it's not expensive. So yeah. But if you're shopping, if your focus is all oh, shopping, fine dining, you know, where the rich kids are, eh, you will get what you want. <laughs> you know, but I just like to, you know, indulge and see what exactly is it like for people who live here day to day. That's how I would like to. I like to go for like tours, like, oh, let me see the buildings. Let yeah. me see 
I went to the um, area that had lots of financial institutions. I looked at their buildings. It was a public holidays. I couldn't enter. Mm. But then I just did a lot of research too on like what their financial institution is like, their history, things like that. So that's kind of things I like. Mm. Right. But some people will just want to shop. Some mm-hmm. people want to try fine dining in that country. Uh-huh. So there's, there's that. Yeah, that, that, that makes a very good point. And actually... That makes a very good point because even when you're trying to, you know, budget and when you're trying exactly. to, all of those things take into like what will cost you more money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somebody who goes for fine dining would definitely spend more than somebody who doesn't go for it. But I always, I know she's <laughs> making it look simple. To get a flight ticket from Nigeria to Singapore, it's not cheap. So it can be, but it's not. No, but you know, I think planning <laughs> is very important. Aha. So today I saw go. a tweet that said, um, oh, if your family is good for summer, you should buy your ticket before the end of this month because prices are getting important, um, mm. you know, expensive. I can say, I don't even know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think we planned our honeymoon before the wedding was done. Like, in, mm. before the wedding plan hadn't gone anywhere, we had finished planning honeymoon, you know, paid for every because, because it, it was like, okay, you need to buy your tickets and then if you want to buy it early, you, we got it really early. It was, you know, significantly cheaper than what you would normally um, mm. pay for it. And that's part that people don't tell you because now you think I'm a rich kid going to Singapore. It's not like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's a rich kid. She's coding. But okay, let's take the tip. <laughs> but then, yeah, so we just did everything early. We're able to use uh, packages that were already existing because of like, oh, it's a seasonal period. Yeah. So they'll give you packages, tourist packages and stuff like that. So that was what we did. It wasn't a, ah, uh, so it's not like, oh, it was an afterthought that after we finished, ah, okay, where are we going to go now? Oh, hey, help us. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't that. So planning early is really helpful, especially when traveling abroad. I've heard that a lot. I think somebody tweeted some other day, like only rich kids actually want to travel tomorrow or next mm-hmm. week and then they buy their flight ticket that same day. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> if you know that you're not a rich kid, <laughs> plan in advance. Yeah, plan in advance. So did you pick Singapore? Like you had that as the dream location for your wedding? Your honeymoon? No, actually, I will, hmm. <laughs> we thought about it. So, so I have a list. Mm. places I want to go to Aww. I have a list of places I want to go to yeah. and I've checked some places out I wanted, and so when we when we started thinking of okay where do we go for for honeymoon and then we looked at the list then we now had to look at the season it's going to be in December mm. you know where it's not too cold where it's not too hot all of that so, guys, so Singapore was not even on my list of places I want to go to to be honest but then that period my husband was like hmm you wanted to go to what's it my husband <laughs> I know it's still weird my mom <laughs> It's still sandy somewhere in my mouth, but I'm it's getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So um, I can't even remember what sparked the conversation about Singapore. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then initially we thought, oh, let's do like two countries. So Singapore and Bali. Um, that's Indonesia. Yeah, I think. But cool. then, yes. And then at, uh, on second thoughts, we, you know, we wouldn't then be able to get enough of one place. So mm. let's be Singapore, let's go to Singapore. Another time, you know, God willing, we'll go to right. Indonesia. Exactly. So that was why. But I think one major thing was, you know, the weather. I didn't want to go somewhere that would be too cold that I cannot explore and mm. enjoy. And, you know, and I cannot now also sleep because you'd be wearing winter jacket up and down. <laughs> yeah, that's so, important. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's why we chose some So I think we said first of all, I was trying to see who had, who, which countries have the best weather in that December period and then streamlined from there and ended up at Singapore. That's pretty cool. I think that Singapore is actually on my list. And it's good to see that, you know, the first time we met, 
It was to go to Kotonou, and you've been living the life with the travel dreams, man. <laughs> Going, hey, God, I beg, God, I beg, I want to be like you. <laughs> but it's good to see. And actually, also the fact that you mentioned, I think I already spoke about that, which is like planning early, getting your things mm-hmm. ready, and being intentional. I think that if there's one thing I've learned or just heard you talk about is the fact that you're very intentional and deliberate about the things that you allow to inspire you, the mm-hmm. things that you put out, and all of that. And it's great guys let's be learning maybe this time I'm gonna get in my husband too let's be learning you know <laughs> let's pick up these tricks but I think that you've talked about your business a couple like you know it's like that's something you're very proud of you mentioned like two or three times you know building the business the business I'm like okay let's pause on the wedding talk for a bit and go into the business tell us a bit about your business okay so um I co-founded a fintech company <laughs> Women in tech. <laughs> so I come at a fintech company called My Stash, and what we really do is to help individuals and businesses to manage money better. And what does that mean? So we have saving options, but then I think what I find most interesting is the African businesses part of it. So helping businesses to manage their money better. And then we have this product called Profits by My Stash, and I'm just going to summarize so that it's not, you know, it's not a sales pitch, but. I think that a lot of business owners, especially small business owners, you know, people who have like the side hustle, they don't manage their money properly in terms of being able to split, you know, costs, profits, how much am I paying myself and things like that. And so on Profits by Myself, what we've done is we've been able to help people. You can open an account and then we're going to help you to split your funds. What does that mean? If, for example, you sell books, right, and you buy a book for 2K and you're selling it for 4K, means what 2K is your Revenue, right? Mm-hmm. No profits revenue. Yeah. So now if you're using that product on my stash, you're able to separate that fund. So you have a wallet that is containing your cost, mm-hmm. right? And you have a wallet that's containing the extra that you got, your yeah. revenue. And then, so that helps you. So for example, if you need to reorder your books, you know that, okay, all the money, the cost of the book yeah. is easily accessible. We have active budgeting where you can say, okay, you know what? This percentage is for ordering, reordering, but this percentage for um, for transport, for light and things like that. It just helps managing your business much, much easier. Mm. And that's something that we don't have, you know, anywhere in the world right now for business. Wow. And so for me, it's, I think it's a privilege to be one of the people that are at the forefront of trying to impact African businesses. Um, and I say Africa because we don't play small over here, mm-hmm. right? So yes, we're in Nigeria company. <laughs> we're in Nigeria company now, but it's not going to stay that way for long. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's... <laughs> Guys, sorry, I'm just very impressed. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, so that's what we do for businesses. And then for individuals, we help them to also, you know, save in Naira and in dollars. Dollars because it became a necessity. It broke my heart to see that people who are started saving with us from the beginning and then, you know, one year passes by and they are withdrawing their money and it has lost value. Mm. Don't get me wrong. You know, lose value on my stuff. I mean, not us, not <laughs> government. <laughs> you know, but I mean, yes, they are got their interest, but then what you could buy, yeah. You know, before it's like, it's not the same worth anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it was just in that instance of trying to save our customers that we realized, you know, let's create an avenue to save in a stable currency, which, you know, at the moment is dollars. So we're able to give people the options to save in dollars. And then we see that people even earn more from the Forex gain because if you are saving dollars, by the time you are rejoined, is most likely okay, yeah. much more than, yeah. you know, what you started with. So that's what we do at my stash. Thank uh-huh. you very much. <laughs> I feel like an investor should just spoke into it because it's like, yeah, now I know the business very well. So tell oh, yeah. me what's like, what's been like building this business? Because like building a fintech mm. in Nigeria, 
an industry that is said to be volatile, an industry or a country even where people are very skeptical when it comes to their finance. And then you're a woman again. It's like, come on, how are you? What's the source? I think you've mentioned one of the things that I probably didn't even think of before now, which is being intentional. You mm. know? So being intentional about people that you're serving and being intentional about, like I said, you know how I said for my marriage that um, my one of the sweet ones. Mm. And then in, for the company also, we're going to be one of those companies that actually serve the people that we serve and do it well. Mm. We're going to be those people that we're not going to create a product just because. We're going to create a product because we actually see value in how we can help you, you know, at that individual or that business. Right. And so that's what we've been doing. And that's what guides us with regards to the issues that come in business. There's things like regulations. We just always ensure that you're ahead of the curve. Right. So, for example, you know that there are certain things that you need to do. Some certain licenses, you're supposed to file this, file that. Just do it. (laughs) You know, you know, take the pain and and do it. And so that you're not on the wrong side of the law, especially in, like you said, a climate where people have trust issues with regards to finances. So why are you shooting yourself in the foot? by trying to cut corners. Yeah. And something I always say, I always joke and say that I'm too young to have skeletons in my cupboard. I'm, Actually. I'm, too, I'm too young to have, you know, this is what we can use to blackmail this person. Just do the right thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter if somebody's watching or not, right? Just do the right thing. Why, why do you want to wait until somebody's dragging you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at, at my start, that's what we try to do. Make sure that we're serving our customers, you know, with the best products and, you know, an excellent way of serving. And ensuring that we're always on the right side of the law. We're, we're not trying to cut corners. That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our, our value is very clear. There's no, you know, integrity at, at the forefront. You're dealing with people's money. You don't want to be hearing stories because if it was you, yeah. if you put your money in the bank, you don't want to be hearing yeah. stories. Exactly. So I think that's, that's something that has really helped me. And then with regards to building as a woman, I'm very grateful um, for the likes of Odun, um, Odunayo, that's PGVS. Yes, because then they've shown that it's possible, mm. right? So even when you get through a point where you feel like, ah, this is not asking because I'm a woman. <laughs> or it may be in your head, it may not be. You know, I feel like I always tell people that your your feelings are valid. So it doesn't even matter if you think it's in your head. So the best you must have done something to make you even think it's in your head in the first place. Mm-hmm. Did you get true. So, so, but then, you know, seeing those high flyers who are also female, especially those, and the reason why I use Odun as an example is because she started young, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like she had so many things working against her. Yeah, young, just out of school, and you're a woman. Who do you think you are? Like, True. you know, why you why, why do you think you can work in here? And exactly. So, so people looking up to, and there are so many other people who, um, OGs, you know, like, the lady who founded Min One. So, so many OGs who have really shown us that it's possible, yeah. really. And you're not going to, I'm not going to play small because I'm a woman, mm. right? I don't regret being a woman. In fact, I love it. <laughs> I, I love being a woman. I say that all the time. Like, I love it. So, it's never going to make me not do what I want to do. Um, and then also, be having people who truly believe in you, your potential. And so, even when you have that, I wouldn't even say imposter syndrome, but when you just have, when things are just become overwhelming, you have people who would cheer you on and, you know, cheer you on, not just in terms of hype, right? But in terms of actually, this is the next step. And also maybe giving you contact to that network. And outside my mom's friends here again. So my mom's group of friends, my aunties, like, if I just, hmm, oh, I don't know what to do about this. After uh, 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 you, a whole you, you know? So after the hype, then it's like, okay, maybe you should do this. So, so it's like, I'm drawing from the strength and experience mm. of a group of women who I, I'm accessible to. And I don't take that for granted. It was a privilege I was shy of before. 
I always thought mm, people will now, you know, water down your achievements because they feel like you have mm. you know, people around you. But I thought it's a privilege. I didn't choose to be in that space, but I am in that space. And so I'm going to own that privilege and, and make use the it. most out of it. Yep. Exactly. You know, so there was this thing where people would be like, eh, if somebody does well, eh, after all, her father is this. Mm. I was like, but, but there are rich kids who are not doing anything. Word. Who are just, you know, living life out of their, like, okay, my parents have money. I don't need to work. And they are living their life like that. But I'm not saying it's bad. But then I'm just saying that don't displace someone's hard work yep. just because of their background. None of us picked our background. Actually, yeah. unfortunately. You know, so, so, so that was something. So the day that I came to that realization, I decided to own that privilege that, you know, I have a network of strong women who have experience in different industries, banking and the likes, and I'm building a fintech. Mm. You know, it only makes sense. Yes. And and in, in, when they say vision is in um, vision, um, what's, what's, what's how they say it? I don't know what you want to say. Vision in hindsight is 2020, something like that. Hey. Right? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so when I think, when I look back, I don't think it's a coincidence mm. that I have people who are strong believers and supporters in me who have experience in banking sector and the financial industry yeah. and things like that. So then I can draw from their wealth of experience. I was telling one of my younger friends, my family friend, just yesterday, um, she was like, oh, you know, I'm living through you. You've met Tony Luzams. I've met him too. And I said, oh, no. You're actually, you're living through me in the sense that I've made mistakes that you would not have to make. Mm. And so you're on a greater path to success because I've made those mistakes. So you will make it, you skip those mistakes and you go higher. Mm, right? And so that's, that's what I do in, with my network of older women, my mentors and all of that. To be able to say that, okay, I'm learning from them. I'm learning from their experiences. I don't have to make the same mistakes that they make. Yep. Experience is the best teacher, but it doesn't have to be your experience. Actually. It doesn't have to be your experience. Have to be your experience. Don't yeah. wait until you, you know, your experience to learn yeah, from Yeah, so that's what I do, you know, and, I'm, and now I'm owning that privilege. Like, you know, I'm able to have access to those women and they make the work that I do a lot easier in terms of, you know, giving advice and things like that. Yeah, I think this is where I probably say that I am grateful for the times that we're born in. Mm -hmm. Where it's like we have women who have done stuff. They've literally broken glass ceilings. Mm -hmm. And then it's just for us to pass stories if we can aim high. Because when you hear about stories or history of when women could not do this, they could not exactly. do that. You just realize how lucky we are to be born in this time where like, there's somebody who has done it. There's a woman who has done it somewhere, even if maybe not Nigeria or Africa. But if you look around you, you probably see one woman and that just inspires you that I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing, you know. And, you know, you just casually mentioned the fact that you have seen Tony and Yumi, this like, <laughs> this, this, this lady be busting my head. Like, <laughs> you just casually mentioned it. But it also shows that, you know, you are doing well in your business and you're doing, I think, I remember when you founded, you know, when you started, this was in 2021, when yes. you first started talking about mm -hmm. it and you have grown tremendously. I mean, mm -hmm. from where I'm sitting, it's like the growth is, I'm not saying it's been easy, but I would say that you've been consistently growing and you've gotten to different places. So that's so beautiful. So how does that make you feel as the things that you have achieved? When you look back and you look, you know, when you were thinking, did you actually, did you think that you'd be where you were, you are now? Did you ever envision it like five years ago like I'll be here I would have met Tony Illumilu all of that <laughs> did you think that you right now how your life is right now did you think that that would be you no I didn't five years ago where was I five years ago I didn't I didn't think you know it's just that I never even thought I was going to found a tech company I've always known that I'm going to have businesses I was going to you know build businesses 
But I was thinking in terms of traditional businesses, you know, and then maybe infuse tech to make operations more efficient. Because mm. I have a consulting background. So I just thought, okay, yes, make things efficient. Probably have like an invoicing system. You have this, 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 like you have an app to do this. So it wasn't, you know, it, it, fintech wasn't in, in, in the works per se. So no. But then I think in terms of achievements, I think first of all, shout out to the mustache team because without the team, there is no my stats because mm. only one person can't pull it off. And, you know, you have a team of people who are really committed and committed to excellence. So it's like, it's not just let's do it, it's let's do it and let's do it well. You know, so it, it makes we, the co-founders, look like we're having an easy ride. But really the backbone is, you know, the team of people who come together to ensure that this dream that we've started building out, you know, and we're executing on, you know, actually reaches the ends of Africa, really. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. So what are the things, if I say beautiful again on this podcast, <laughs> eh, Jessica, <laughs> we're going to have an issue. But then what are some things that you think changed? You said you did not think that you'd be here. You didn't think you would be a founder or co-founder right now. So what are the things along your journey that you think impacted or changed your thinking? So, hmm. you know, I, no, I had an interview where they were asking, someone was trying to link the relationship between my childhood and where I am now. And it was in that interview that I realized that when I was in secondary school, I used to act like a mini bank for people. Mm, okay. You know, so we had something we called purchase check, which was basically our own Naira. So we had like, you know, what's it called now? It's like small, small Naira, you know, and everybody at the, at the beginning of a month, they give you 700 Naira, everybody, your pocket money. We had a shop you could buy from and all of that. You can give off. It was a Christian school, so you can give off from 700. At some point, they increased it to 1,000, to one five. Anyways, so people would give me their money to keep for them. People will give me their money to help them budget. So I will tell you how much you want to keep for offering. If you say it's 50, 50 naira every Sunday, we know, okay, every Sunday I'll bring a 50 naira for you. How much for lunch, you know, for mm. snacks? I would, so I had people that, and I had, from when I'm from home, I'll buy envelope. So in money, like the Sunday morning, you've seen packing everybody's, Saturday night rather, you've seen packing everybody's offering. I'll put 50 naira, Jessica. <laughs> you know, write their names, you know, very lightly, shall we, pencil, yeah. so that you, they can clean it off before giving the offering. But yeah, I would do that. And then Sunday morning, I'm sharing people's offerings and things like that. So, and I had a book where I would calculate and track everybody. Mm. So you can't come and tell me that you gave me someone and, and this is that you gave me. As you give me money, I will count it. I will say, okay, well, Jessica, 700. So, so, so this. Kind of like deposit and withdraw yeah. sort of, right? And then I help people to save and most of them, the goal was to save so much so that towards the end of the semester when we're done with exams and everybody's hungry, everybody's dry, they will not be the ballers because mm -hmm. they have a lot of money now. Saved. They go, you know, buy so much super yoga, Chelsea bonds <laughs> and things like that. So it was nice if I realized that, oh my goodness, I've actually been, been doing, doing this, this before, you know? So I, I think that in hindsight now, I think this was probably in my future already. And, you know, mm. I think then was, he was helping me build discipline, integrity, because I could have stolen their money and they wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. But there are a few people that later I will not come and check and say, hey, let me see how I've been doing this. You know, there was somebody who actually had her own record just because mm. she wanted to be sure, you know. And I never had a problem and nobody could ever say, you know, oh, I stole your, you stole my money yeah, it's or not it's not complete or, you know, or it's missing, all of that. So I think it, it just helps the building step to be able to handle people's money, be able to explain to people the need to budget, the need to, you know, just be more disciplined when it comes to finances. 
And so, so like when I think about what we're doing at my stash now, I think it's just an expression. So that I think it was a seed that was already in me. Fantastic. And then this is just my stash being an expression of that seed. And it's obvious that you're, you're a money person when you talk about my stash and you talk about finance. Like you're very articulate with it. Like you know what you're talking. <laughs> so yeah, I believe that it didn't just come to you in just like a few years. It's <laughs> something that you've probably very good with your money and budgeting it for, of course, for you to have and help people to do that as well. That is great. <laughs> I think yo yeah I'm that just is, thinking right yeah that so I think my my parents had had a large influence on how I see money money and mm. budgeting right because when we're younger so for doing chores my parents would probably give you money during holidays so that you could save so fifteen naira hundred naira for doing something sweeping the house mm-hmm. that period oh my god this, the house was spotless because everybody's hustling to sweep everybody's hustling to mop. You want to, you want to do something. And there was something interesting my mom started doing because she realized that we we're getting lousy with the money. We're always buying sweet and chewing gum and things like that. So if you're able to save and accurately say what you use your money for that holiday, your savings will be doubled. Wow. Exactly. So I think that was the first, okay, this is the benefit <laughs> of saving. You know, you will get your money. Please don't fall for Ponzi schemes. But <laughs> you will get your money doubled. So I think personally, that was... When I realized, okay, every naira that comes into my hands, you know, I must know where it went to mm-hmm. and why it went there. And being able to, you know, prioritize and budget and all of that. And I think it just helps me with even, you know, what we do and even running the business in itself. Because you have to allocate resources to different things, yeah. aside paying salaries, all, all of that. So being able to know this is the best place that we should be focusing our energy on, you know, with regards to resources. Um, and when I say resources, I mean, you know, manpower. What should we be working on? And also funds, what should we be paying for? And it's been really helpful. So mm-hmm. I think different things in my past have led up to this to moment. This moment. I, I agree with you. And I, all these things that you said up to now, like it kind of makes sense that you're here. And it's, it's great. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god. not say beautiful. I know, I would try to that, but you can't blame me. I'm staring at you, babe. You're oh looking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You know. Okay, so let's go back to Tony Illumilu. Wait, did oh, you get wow. the phone? Did you get the grants? Yes, I did. Oh my god! I the, Congratulations! I the Thank you. I got the grants in 2019. Wow. Yes. So um yesterday was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um and so they had invited some alums to celebrate with him. 60 alums because he turned 60. Celebrating him. So I was one of those that were selected to, you know, celebrate his birthday with him. And it was such an honor. And there's just this thing about being around greatness. Mm. So I look, I was looking at him and his wife, a powerhouse. I love powerful women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that, you know, I feel like we, we don't really shine the light on is there are so many. So um, Senyiru Melu is a chairman of Hell's Holdings, yeah. right? That have a lot of companies under it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the CEOs of those companies are, are women. women. Yep. And I don't, I don't think we're shouting it enough. This is someone that's constantly giving opportunities to, to young people and to women. And so the, the CEO of Tanyeli Melu Foundation, the pastor was a woman, the current one, the yeah. new one is a woman. And so I was just, so just sitting down yesterday, I was just looking at all the people in the room. I went there, I said, oh, CEOs of um, her holdings companies and then executive directors of UBA should come take a picture. And I saw all the women, the beautiful women there, I just thought, see powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Like this people show you that what is not possible. And you can slay while doing it because they were Actually, looking so great. I follow, I follow two of them. I think Owen, Owen and, yes. and what's this other woman? She's there. Yes, Dupe. Yes. They are yeah. married. <laughs> they are slain. Yes. They are CEOing. I'm like, how do you do 
right, man. So it just shows you that it's possible. Yes, and that's why I follow them. That's another thing. Like, who are you following? Because you follow some people and it looks like things are not possible. Exactly. But there are certain people you follow and you realize that I can do it. It's like, I'm telling people, yes, I'm going to school. I'm working. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to sleep. True. I'm gonna wear my. I'm gonna sleep. I don't. I don't believe that one has to suffer. I'm just gonna find a way to balance it because these women just give me so much joy. And thank so God, it was it was, a, it was a great inspiration. And it just brought back to my forefront that you 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 really can't do it. You only can do what you say you cannot do. Mm, you know? So just being in that space of, of of greatness, like I say, and and again, they had you know, just given an overview of like his story, how he started as a salesman for copiers, how he got into banking. That's a mindset we should all have. Like, they had done the ad for the job and they had said, you know, minimum we had to be, have a 2-1. And he had a 2-2. But he applied and his cover letter, he wrote that he knew that he did not have the 2-1. The, the but then he has other things. Like, he's determined to make it and all of that. And then, you know, he would always talk about luck. As luck would have it, the CEO of that bank himself read that cover letter and he was in for an interview. And for me, I was just look at that mindset. You know, instead of playing the victim card and doing that, yep. oh, ah, I wish I read more in school. Ah, yeah, oh, oh, God, I, I don't have to, to who employ me. He actually took that step. Yeah. Like, so, so I was just, it was a lot of, there was something going in my head. The inspiration was, my head was just bubbling. Like, yeah. like look at all these people with, with strong stories. And a lot of them did not come from, you know, very wealth. rich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't come from wealth. But look at wealth has come through them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. They so, broke with so, the generational cost. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so that was my experience. That's, that was my experience yesterday. And I'm still drawing from that. I, you know, this morning I woke up, I, I was journaling like, okay, what are the things I drew from? Just the way they behave, the humility. Oh my goodness. The humility from them. Like, you wouldn't, they don't, they don't have this aura of, mm, I've arrived. You know, and, and that's something that as us, as a young generation, we need to learn. Because you see people who have just started, barely started, you know, their careers, their careers and they already, they already have this air around them. Like, mm, don't talk to me. You know, like I see it's quite disheartening, to be honest. And then what happens is that you block off that being able to learn from other people. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't know everything. And even somebody who quote unquote you believe is beneath you, you can learn something from that person. Yep. And I saw all of them, you know, have that I walked up to Owen and she was so nice, so warm. I'm like, oh my God. I follow them on Instagram and I follow a couple of people that work for them. You should yeah. hear their colleagues or their, like those beneath them, talk about them. Yes. Like they are happy. They are eager. Mm-hmm. I see Owen giving her colleagues or her employees gifts on their birthdays, on Valentine's Day. It's like, there's so much joy and mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. to be around them. It's like all this talk of, oh, women don't support each other. Women bosses not like this. Like it's not, it's we not don't, here. We don't do that here. We don't do that there. <laughs> like I, I love what I see. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me so much joy. I'm like, this is me looking at it from afar. So even you who has gotten so close, I can only imagine how inspired you must have been with them around. But then for the sake of people who are probably thinking of applying for this, what do you think you did that helped you to stand out in getting a grant from this company? Hmm. Sorry, from the Tony Illumilu Foundation, yeah? Yes. What did I do that helped me stand out? So I think, first of all, don't think that I don't deserve it. I can't get in. You know, I... My dad had encouraged me to apply so many times. The first time I thought, oh, I'm still in school. So I thought, oh, I'm doing NYSC. So my dad came one day, you know, showed me music, but I had this ability. I was going to say, okay, won't you apply? And I said, okay, okay, fine, I'll apply. And I put up my laptop and I started applying. And I think it just helps to, first of all, of your own, have clarity in your idea, Mm. right? Because the questions that are asked are really pushing you to have clarity. So I told somebody who didn't get in, um, person was upset or was sad rather that, 
oh, I didn't get in. And I said, but to be honest, did you feel, did you fill the form out yourself? She said, yes. I said, did you answer the questions to the best of your ability? She said, yes. And I said, did that process not help you to gain, like understand what you even want to do? She said, hmm. to be honest, she was filling the form. She even got another idea. Like, oh, okay, this is how I can make the business better. Do you understand? Like, this how, so, so I thought being able to look at that and help you to create clarity of idea would even help you as a person and the business owner or the idea owner to see ways that you can execute. But then that's one, having clarity of idea and then seeing the value in your idea, right? It's okay to chase the money. Don't ever feel bad for chasing the bag. But then this is a foundation that really wants to create impact, right? And so there will be times where they probably would prioritize businesses that they can see a clear route to impact and a business that really is only really going to enrich you. Mm. That's the truth. Right. Don't quote me. They not tell me this one. No, this is me in fairy. No, I don't work there. <laughs> you know, so so there's also that bit of it, right? What impact do you, do you want to give? It can be, for example, you have a food business. What's, what's the impact? Are you trying to reduce harvest loss in Nigeria? Mm. Are you trying to, if it's a healthy food business, you're trying to, you know, increase the health of Nigerians and things like that. So think about in the bigger picture. What really are you doing? How, how are you really impacting, you know, Nigeria, Africa, depending on what country you're in, right? And for those who don't know, I know you have a lot of out of Nigeria listeners. So for those who don't know, so the Elimeli Foundation is for like all African countries, all 52 African countries. So you can apply from any country. Mm. And yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. And, you know, she gave us some brag. Yeah, we, we too. We are not local. We are global. You know, yes, we are here in Nigeria. But the world is listening to us. Thank you and God bless you. Okay. <laughs> well, then I also was going to mention, I think, what business did you get funding for? Did you apply with? Because you said you started My Stash in 2021 yes. and you applied in 2019 and got the grant in 2019. Okay. So, so I have um, another business called Hmm. This is a business woman, no. It's okay. Hey. But so I have different businesses. So that was a different business. I applied for a business in the food industry. It was a whole, oh my goodness, that business time was loaded. We had a, a lot of things I wanted to do from food processing to like actually making, you know, meals for people and then subscription boxes for, you know, processed food. So maybe every month we give you, you know, the rice, gary, blah, 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 blah you need. Um, and being able to help farmers to be better in terms of like post-harvest losses and things like that. Mm. So um, that business is still moving. Um, but then we're also, what I've tried to do, I have somebody who's handling that, but what we're trying to do is to also diversify. I have this interest. This new, so I think something I ever mentioned about me is that I call myself a multi-potentialite, mm. which means that I have multiple interests and I have the ability to, to pursue them those multiple interests. Mm. And so, I mean, an effective generalist. <laughs> because people believe that generalists are not effective. Mm. And I don't believe that. No, I feel right. like that they're very useful. Exactly. I don't think that everybody can be specialists because exactly. specialists tend to just, they're doing just this mm -hmm. one thing and every other thing is lacking. And they're they narrowly focused. Yeah, so right. they need somebody who not is that person. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad thing, but like they need somebody who basically can mm -hmm. do everything and help in a bit. So it makes sense. I yeah. feel like we all create balance in the world. Exa exactly, you know. So so I have this budding interest in renewable energy, right? And so I'm currently working on the whole by energy, whole by energy. So it's really like, there's so much. So we have a crisis in power in Nigeria. <laughs> and it makes production as a small business owner painful, Mm. You know, and then there was a time when in Abuja, light was really epileptic. <laughs> and honestly, Lagos one, Abuja zero. <laughs> if 
people, you people need to help us beg. I don't even know who to beg. But Abuja has had false scarcity for over a year now. Like almost every other day, every two business days. So having false scarcity, help us, help us. <laughs> like, it's not even funny anymore. But you see, businesses are suffering. And it's not, you know, you, as a business owner, there's only so much or so many times you can increase the price to the end user. Mm. You know, so if you're selling, um, I don't know, maybe meat, for example, and then your, your light cost is increasing because then you're buying black markets too. Freeze your make sure your meats are your, and your your stuff basically your frozen goods are yeah. frozen remain frozen. You're increasing the cost, you know, of running the business, but you can't necessarily just today I come you tell me meat is two thousand tomorrow you tell me it's two five I will leave you <laughs> you know yeah you know I was just I will not eat meat again let's take egg <laughs> you understand actually that that no. just reminded me of Chicken Republic's egg extra <laughs> exactly you know so it's 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 very painful and I was just you know reading about how. This is, like this was even it was like joke like joke. Abuja is so hot. <laughs> so hot. Somebody was that were closest to hell. I don't <laughs> understand. And then I just thought, you know, we all know that there's a way to harness this yeah. solar energy, like the, the sun, to be able to get light. You know, and what can I do about it? It's just from my little space, and that's what created my interest in solar energy. And so, it's still a body interest. We don't know whether that will take us. In case somebody is listening and they want to invest. You know, that? you know, so we don't know whether that will take us, but it's just an budding interest. And really just, businesses are suffering. I really love, maybe because my first job of school was consulting. Mm. So I really love when I see a business, how the first thing that comes to mind is how can this person be better? How can this business do more? Yeah. You know? And so just seeing that this is a fundamental problem with almost all businesses. Yep. Light. Even uh, freelancers, uh, content creators, you people need your ring lights to be powered. Actually, <laughs> I know somebody. I, I heard somebody say something when he said, "Doing a business in Nigeria mm-hmm. is different from anywhere else yeah, in the it world. Is. It's like it's not the same thing." Because somebody said, "Principalities and powers of Nigeria is something that should be studied." <laughs> um, because being a business owner is not easy, but it's great to see that you are pretty much doing it very well. So I think that would lead me to the part where I say that the business owner, your founder. You are married. You are a 20-something. Girl, are you superhuman? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> like, and you know, this whole talk of uh, my 20s are supposed to be when I'm enjoying my life, when I'm supposed to be. Do you ever feel like, oh, you're missing out on something? Or like, we're doing all these things that you do. Do you ever feel like, oh, there's something I'm missing out on? Maybe I got married too early. Maybe I should not be doing my business now. It's like your 20s in quotes now. These are things you hear. It's like supposed to be exploring. But I feel like you're not exploring at this point. It's like, you know, and you've always known. Is that it for you? No. I mean, somebody always says that. I mean, we're all winging this, right? We're taking life one step at a time. I mean, yeah. So, like, I, have I always not known? But like I said, I didn't know that I was going to start a fintech. Yo, I didn't start out the year knowing that I was going to get married. I'm taking life one step at a time. Um, I'm a Christian, so I take God's direction also very seriously. I feel like, okay, is God leading me to do this at this time? Mm. And in terms of exploring, I'm very big on self. I'm not even self-care. Self happiness, <laughs> yeah, you know. So being, you know, but um, that thing of taking yourself on a date. I've been doing it before. It I became that thing on. Instagram. I knew that it was a date. <laughs> I would just take myself. I was then. I not have money. I don't still have money now. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would take myself to Millennium Park, Nabuja. It was a free park. Just go, and then you could easily rent a mat, sit down, probably go with some food from the house, but just relax on that fresh air, and just you know. Be happy with yourself and mm. think and reflect, right? I don't do it as often anymore, but then 
in terms of exploring and having fun in your 20s, I think I'm not starving myself of that. Mm, word. Yeah, so I, I don't think that, oh, I'm missing out on... In fact, I think that rather me being able to expose myself to, to opportunities and, you know, taking that risk to start a business, I think this is the best time mm. when I have less responsibilities, you know. I'm not trying to catch up to pay school fees, right? I'm not trying to catch up to... I, I can actually have time to focus and hone in on, okay, this is what I'm focusing on at this moment, right? And, okay... I honestly don't feel that way. I'm just thinking like, is there a time where I feel like, mm, no, you don't, you shouldn't have started my stash now, you should. No. Even I think, I, I think I wish I started earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I actually wish I, we started earlier, but I mean, it's fine. I believe that things happen for a reason and all of that. But exploring, I would still explore. Nothing stops me from exploring now. There's nothing stops me from exploring when I have children. Nothing mm-hmm. stops me from, you know, someone who was like, oh, um, you're marrying so early and you, you like traveling so much. I thought you would consider being a digital nomad. And I said, hmm, it's not completely impossible to do that with your partner. You know, mm-hmm. it's not completely impossible to do, do that with your family. That, that's, that may be controversial. But there and then I Googled and I saw that they're digital nomad families. Yes, they are. They are. I think exactly. So if it's something, it's not something, like, it's not something I want. It's not something that I'm looking for. It's not something that I plan my life around. But something that to some extent I said, okay, you know what? I want us to spend three months traveling up and down. It can be done. Find a way around it and do it. And I think now that we have, you know, social media, we have the internet, you see that people that have done it before, like we said, learn from their experience. Mm-hmm. So people will tell you, ah, I wish I had waited for my child to finish learning how to potty train before we travel. Eh, you have now, you have learned from their experience. You will wait. Let the child, let the child exactly. You will wait, learn it, you know. And then, so I think that ways around this. But like I said, I will not stop myself for happiness, you know. I'm living my life and, you know, going after what makes me happy. I mean, within, I mean, legal confines, of course. And then what within reason. I think that that statement of your 20s are only for exploring. It makes people to slip into mediocrity and slip into not taking themselves seriously. Because mm. you feel, mm, I'm sitting in something now. I can just chill. When there's more and you can do more, you're not even putting yourself in that situation to, to do more. more. Mm. It's like you're a bundle of <laughs> such wisdom. and But it makes sense. She's already chilling with the big boys <laughs> and the big girls. So yeah, we are honored to drink from your wealth of knowledge. Give us. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. First, when you talk about self-happiness, I think that a lot of time when people think about happiness, they think about what Instagram and social media has defined it to be for mm-hmm. us. And so they're trying to follow it to the teeth. When it's truth is, find out what makes you happy. It mm-hmm. could be getting married now that makes you happy. And really, when people say something like, oh, getting married early, it's like, is there a timeline? If I get married today or I don't get married today, I get married Who says it's too early? I mean, you married, do you feel like it's too early? No, I don't. And it's your life. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I think that conversation is just, you're the one putting the timeline to, oh, this is too early. This is, it's a personal thing and people should basically not try to force it into every other person. Where's like something too early compared to what? We don't know when we're going to die. Actually, so you live for only 50 years. Which is actually the, <laughs> um, what they call it, the lifespan in yeah. Nigeria is actually 50. So like, too early compared to what? You don't know. Too late compared to what? What if you live to 80? Like, this, just, just do Just you. do you, you know. Just <laughs> be intentional. I think that's something I'm taking away. You know, be intentional. Find happiness for yourself. And like she mentioned, even in trying to explore in our 20s, I think that we should also realize that we'll never have this much time to do anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you spend your 20s enjoying and then you try to do 30s. By then, 
the truth is the body isn't going to be the same way when you're 30, you know. It just keeps you get aging and all of that. And then time again, if let's say you wait to when you're 30, maybe by then you get married, you have children. All the time that you have now as a 20-something, you no longer have it and you start to regret. So in trying to, I feel that people should be able to balance and people again should be able to define what they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. So decide what you want to do with your 20s and do it. There's no timeline. <laughs> Thank you, Galvez. I think that I'm having so much fun talking to you. You know, we're talking about your wedding. We've spoken about. It's like you asked me today. Is your life not interesting, girl? <laughs> look at this. If I were to, you could be a mood board, <laughs> legit. You could be a mood board for a twenty-something right now. And it would. How does that make you feel? Actually, do you ever feel like? I feel like there are people who look up to you. How does that make you feel? I think it's a, it's a privilege, and it also could put some pressure on you because then now you feel like you don't want to let people down. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's it's an honor to have people learn from me because, like I said, I tap on the experience of other people. So when I feel like okay, if somebody comes around me, I have a few people who you know, one I have one on ones with, and just trying to help them to grow. And that opportunity just feels like I'm paying it forward because I've learned from people. I have people who have invested time in me, you know, being able to teach me. Even some most times, actually, unknowingly, it's just just. But I'm learning how you're handling your business. I'm learning how you're handling your family. I'm learning how you're being able to, you know, handle your spiritual life and maintain growth there. So it may be just gist, but then I'm, I'm pulling inspiration from that, right? So um, it's always an honor and a privilege. It's forever a privilege to have somebody learn from me or look up to me. But also, please be careful because you'll be putting pressure on me. <laughs> Please don't put pressure on her. Don't put pressure on her. You know, you're doing your thing. I'm... I've loved talking to you. It's been amazing talking to you. There's been a lot to learn. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Usually, I would probably say you have lessons to share, but man, we have gotten a lot of <laughs> lessons from you. I've gotten be intentional, you know, self happiness. Don't sleep into mediocrity. Like, come on, it's been a whole pack. You've even told us on how to apply for, you know, the grants and all of that. So it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you Thank for you. being on the podcast, guys. I'm sure that you've enjoyed listening to me just as much as well. I have enjoyed <laughs> listening to her. And until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to drop a review and rate on iTunes, Spotify, and Jamit. Also, you can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag, hashtag 20somethingsrant, or follow on Instagram at 20somethingsrant, or send an email to 20somethingsrant at gmail.com. Until next time, I remain Jessica Fortunes. Bye-bye.